Super duty tough work. Prenificence. My brethren. Logic. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Good, man. Been doing a lot of video work, a lot of mm-hmm. getting my house nice, a lot of mm-hmm. just doing a lot of stuff, man. This was the most uh this was the most work I ever did on vacation. <laughs> I forgot you was on vacation. You just said yeah. that. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, because you have just enough time to do all that shit. Right, right. I had 10 days off. I don't go back till Tuesday. So I still got a couple days, you know, to get some stuff done. And Dang, you, you packed it in on your vacation. Yeah, you see, I've been sending you stuff. You see, I've, I've been working. Yeah, you've been working. This man been shooting up a storm over there, <laughs> just sending me shots. I was driving, couldn't respond, and I was asleep. Woke up to more shots this morning. This is your kind of screenshots. This man been busy. <laughs> busy. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, that's that's how you uh make a vacation, not no chill shit. You was like, nah, we're not chilling on this vacation. <laughs> nah, it's going all the this I mean, the thing is I got so much stuff to do. I I had to prepare so much stuff because I'm trying to have content until like January. Like yeah. I don't gotta shoot nothing else. That's real. You know that's what I mean? Real. I don't gotta shoot nothing else. I just gotta edit. I just gotta edit a couple videos and I got so much B roll, dog. Yeah. Got yeah. B roll out the ass. Well, you can never, you can never have too much B roll. Never, never. You can never have when you think you got too much. You ain't got too much. You can yeah. always use it for something. Always, always, man. So yeah, that's dope. That's dope, man. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lesson to everybody at home. You know, like if you're on vacation, don't let your vacation just be a vacation. If you got something that you want to do with your craft, right? You know. Uh, this man been off for over a week and he up here, he got his schedule, his shit scheduled tight, like airtight. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, no, playing. My, no games. No, my son had homecoming today, so mm-hmm. helped him get dressed and everything. Took oh, some shots of him. Let's go. I got, yeah, you know, so I'm um I'm doing this uh, senior pictures for him. Nice. He asked me nice. to do them, so I took some um I took some joints with my camera, did a little editing to show him like Kind yeah. of what I was thinking for his senior pictures and stuff, you know, nice. as far as color scheme and things. So, yeah, yeah, man, working my ass off. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah. You look, look, this has been a good week for me. I think I told you, like, my fucking uh, this damn lawsuit thing I was dealing with. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's over, bruh. And it officially Friday. It officially, officially is fucking over. And it's a whole goddamn episode in and of itself. If I ever decide to talk about that shit. Facts. It's like mad twists and turns and <laughs> plots and schemes and intrigue, intrigue, mystery, and coming back from like, you know, fighting the forces of evil. You know what I mean? Like this shit yeah. is a saga. This is a two year saga. And it, and it just ended in uh and it ended well, you know, and like last night I was like, yo, I actually feel like I can really get busy now. Mm-hmm. Get back to the shit I couldn't do before because, you know. Whenever you're dealing with something like that, it just takes a lot of resources. Right. Emotionally. Yeah. Physically. It's draining. It's draining. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You know, so, you know, I've been working a lot just to make sure I could I could come out victorious. And uh, now that that shit is done, it's like, oh, I feel relaxed. Like, I feel like, oh, shit, I can actually leave the house. I can go, you know what I mean? Do some things. I can actually uh, live a life of social abundance again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so I'm in a good mood today, man. I'm in a great fucking mood, man. And uh, so this week, you know, we're gonna talk about a topic that is something that has been hanging in the air. Mm-hmm. 
And it's really, you know, it's come up a few times in the last week. And it's really about rappers and jobs. And one thing everybody notices is that rappers do not talk about their jobs. Mm -hmm. You might be thinking, but we listen to you guys every week, Brent. You guys talk about it. You're yeah. rappers. Yeah. yeah, but we're different. Mm -hmm. we're the we're the we're not the norm we're the exception yeah you really don't hear rappers talk about it and there's some reasons why mm -hmm. you know some good reasons too G great fucking reasons <laughs> great reasons yeah great reasons yeah and you don't know until you really think about it. like why don't these fools ever talk about it? you really think about it okay i get why rappers don't talk about their fucking jobs yeah yeah. You know, and so, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about why rappers don't talk about the day jobs. And so uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Word. We got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. All right, folks, we are back. Before we go any further, we got to say that this week's episode of Super Duty Tough Work is sponsored by friend of the show former guest of the show mm -hmm. frequent collaborator with Elogic and myself this is true DJ Criminal yes and his new album The Smugglers Candle as many of you may or may not remember about a hundred episodes ago mm -hmm. he was a guest on the show and we talked about building a career overseas yeah, he had just put out a book at the time. Yep, he had put out a book and got. He yeah. was a published author, mm -hmm. and he's been a producer the whole time, record collector, DJ as well. And uh, this is his latest offering, "The Smuggler's Candle." And this record, by the time you hear this, it should be out. It's out Tuesday, October eleventh. Mm. This album has features from a kill of J Five, Afro, Carnage the Executioner. Your boy Printnificence, Slug of Atmosphere, Illogic, Barfly of Old Dominion, and a gang of other people. Yeah. Dope beats. It's crazy. Dope production yeah. record. I even shot two music videos for the motherfucker. What can I say? You did. You did do that. You did do that. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to join on it with Slug. I shot the video for that one. And then Illogic's got to join on it. I shot the video for that one. Yep. Uh, I don't think we could co-sign it any more than that, folks. 
<laughs> Facts. You know, uh, you know this this man is sponsoring this week's episode. You know, and and wants to spread the word about this record. And it's, it's a dope record. I think you should check it out. You can check it out at the Smuggler's Candle. I'm sorry, not not the Smuggler'sCandle.com. Smugglerscandle.com. You can go there, check out the record, pre-order one of the pre-order packages with cassette and hoodies, and everything ships on October 11th, which is coming up in a couple days, the week that this episode drops. So we hope you'll support him. And uh yeah, we want to thank him for you know supporting the show. Definitely, no doubt. Yeah, so this topic this week, why rappers don't talk about their day jobs. This idea popped in my head because there was a post last week. That Sadat X made. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if you saw it. Superstition. Saw yeah, Superstition retweeted it. And I didn't even follow it. I didn't even know. I was like, damn, I don't even follow Sadat X online. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I was like, oh. And he was talking about how he got a job and his good benefits and it's, it's mm-hmm. a great job. And he was just like, hey, there's nothing. And he's still doing music too. Still doing music. Yeah, I'll yeah. be rocking shows on weekends still. You know, mm-hmm. he had that in there. And I, look, and I looked at his timeline and it's just, a man who's not afraid to talk about having a job to to make things work. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, like, it made me really think, why do rappers not talk about their day jobs? Like, it's like some type of secret shit. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reason why his post got so much attention because he was sold is like, hey, I'm at work. Walking right. to the job. Right. Getting clinked up. But no uniform. Yeah, you don't think of you don't think of Sadat X going to work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, like no. you don't. That's not what no. comes to mind when you think of Sadat X. No, but it's like how else is he supposed to make money? Right. <laughs> right. He's got to make money. Like Sadat X is, you know, he been putting out records since what, 89, 90. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on, man. Like he been putting out records a long time. Like he grew up in hip hop. He went brand newbie in and Grand Pooh by Lord Jamar and like. Brand Nubian was probably the biggest thing he had, right? Mm-hmm, right. But that was still quite a long time ago that a yeah. Brand Nubian record has come out. And, and I'm sure he still gets good residuals from it, but it probably yeah. don't. You know, it probably can't take care of everything. I nah. Mean, stuff is, you know, nah. You know, it ain't that kind of bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's over you, 20 years old. Yeah. And so, like, you never know. So, I, I, it made me think, why are rappers not talking about their jobs? Mm-hmm. And I came up with some actual real reasons why. And so we're going to talk about them in this episode. And so let's get to reason number one, that rappers do not talk about their day jobs. Reason number one is because when they do, they can't brag about certain things anymore. Yeah, certain topics that are off limits now. (laughs) Yeah. Things we can't discuss. Yeah. Once that wall is broken, you know. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a, a real touchy one because you know, like when people hear you on record, you like a motherfucking superhero. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you be talking about the wildest shit. You be saying shit everybody's scared to say mm-hmm. because nobody knows shit about you. You know they right. don't they don't know you got a boss. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They don't know you got a job. You answer to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop is some rebellious shit. Yeah, but what happens when guys talk about their job? It's like people start scrutinizing their message all of a sudden. Like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, you sure you should be rapping about that working over there? 
I don't know, G. Like, <laughs> they might that 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 might be frowned upon over there. Yeah, yeah there's no mix. Yeah, yeah. You know, you a teacher and you rapping about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you work with the kids, eh? Hmm. I was listening to your album the other day, and uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know if you're a good fit. Man, I don't know, man. You you sure you want to keep talking about that on record? You sure? Before I knew where you worked, I never would have known. You know what I mean? Mm. But now that I know, I got to think about this. It makes me listen to your music differently. Uh Uh-huh. You know, you get hit with all that. Yeah. And I I think that that knowing that you could kind of be held to a different standard, depending on what kind of work you do for a living, right? Right. I think that makes some guys just not want to talk about that shit. And depending on what you rap about, you know, before that job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get caught out there, like yeah, you can get caught. Wasn't I, you rapping yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's deep. So that's that's the number one thing, you know, why rappers don't talk about the day job is because it, when they do, they know. That somebody's gonna try to hold them to a different standard. And I ain't saying it's right or wrong. They mm-hmm. might be absolutely right to hold you just to some of that shit you're saying and see the conflicts in there. Right. But right, it just right. is. It just is. And so I think guys don't want to have those conversations, so they just avoid it. Yeah. You know, that's number one. Number two reason rappers don't talk about their day jobs is because they don't want to get in trouble. At work for some shit they said on the record. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially, especially if it, they're in a good position at work. You know, if you're a manager somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the first thing people do when they disagree with you is try to get you fired. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just like with, you know, with the comedians and the stuff that they said 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now they're bringing it up because they on top and they don't like their movie or something, you mm-hmm. know, and they try to shoot them down. You know, you never know what could get brought up these days. Yeah, it's true. It's fucked up, though, because it's like you're going to always be accountable to that shit. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that allows you to kind of get exposed is the fact that you got a job that everybody know about. Right. Because when they don't know about your job, you kind of are anonymous. You can kind of say whatever the fuck you want to say, do what you want to do and be this artist. Mm hmm. But as soon as motherfuckers know your job and, and you say some shit that they don't like, boy, oh, they, they digging, they digging, dog. You know when when you said you got in that shit on Twitter about Talib Kweli, mm-hmm. you what did this dude? Was the first thing he did? Tagged weightless recordings. It was like I can't believe you guys got an artist like Illogic talking crazy. You shouldn't be affiliated with this motherfucker. Trying to get you fired <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm weightless. I'm about to say, right. nigga, I'm weightless. What the fuck you doing? You gonna snitch on this man or who? I'm about to drop him or something. <laughs> this is my fucking friend. He wanted me to fire you, dog. That's crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I, when I looked at this shit, I was like, why is Quali keep tagging weightless and all this shit? Then I start looking at what he was writing. He tried to get me to fire you, bruh. I didn't even notice that. After a while, I stopped. After a while, I stopped looking. You know, like, after a while, it was just too much, man. That is yeah. so funny. <laughs> it, it, 
and this is a rapper. This is another rapper. What he right. did to a lot. What'd you think a regular person gonna do? <laughs> right. They going ten, in. Ten times worse. Yeah. They call him HR immediately. Hey, you got this employee. <laughs> we, we, I mean, we've been hearing complaints about you, Mr. Glass. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but this 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 hip hop thing, uh, you know, is bringing a lot of bad attention to the company, man. We, I don't know, I don't know. You up the nice. Nobody yeah. want to no conversations. Nah, hell no. And you shouldn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> keep that shit separate. You know, unless in, unless you want you know the people. You know, there's we we did um we did an episode about why we don't tell people we rap for a reason. Yes, you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, you don't want nobody to know that shit at your job. Nah, because nah. then your your shit really collided. Because it's bad enough, like if people outside of your job, your art, they find out where you work, and then the people who you work with find out about your shit outside of your job, mm-hmm. y- your world is gonna collide. It's yeah. it's it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be ugly when it do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but yeah, can Fo- be. fools will snitch. Like Quali dead ass tried to snitch on you, man. He tried to get you fired, bro. Yeah, and he ain't the only one. <laughs> I was like, you must not know how this thing work over here at Waitlist. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even know that. I didn't, didn't even know. know. I thought you peeped it. I peeped it. I didn't even know that. Because, <laughs> yeah, I never mentioned it to you because I just thought that, you know, it was so much going on. I was like, I'm sure Logic peeped it. I know he had to see this guy trying to pull this shit. Nah, I didn't even see it, man. Yeah. Like after after the first day, I was like, okay, like it's not fun anymore. Like it's so many, co- you know what I mean? Yeah. I just had to start ignoring him. Like, man, it's just not. Yeah. I yeah. mean, people try to get me fired from Rogers for shit I said on this podcast. Oh yeah, very much so. Motherfuckers, whenever I say some shit, motherfuckers really don't like. Ooh, yeah. they be tagging Rogers like a motherfucker. I, hey, <laughs> dude, this blue guy, you want to be doing business with him? <laughs> yeah man he said y'all shouldn't be signing them it's a deep private they're like we ain't signed blueprint blueprint come and go as he please <laughs> right fuck right. tagging us more right <laughs> you know then me him get on, get on the phone and laugh about it yeah they try to get they try to get at you dog yeah I know you know so yeah. this is just rap these are labels mm-hmm. imagine what jobs do you know it's it's yeah. a much worse situation and, and that's why people don't talk about their jobs because they really can't trust y'all mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true they can't trust y'all it's true like if i could trust nobody to snitch on me i probably would have been saying where i work mm-hmm. <laughs> i ain't saying where i work on this motherfucker because i already know oh no nah. y'all can't be trusted as soon as i say it and then i say something y'all don't like in the episode oh my god prince said Quali was, you know what I mean? Next thing you right. know, you know, y'all calling my company trying to get me fired or some shit. I'm like, man, fuck out of here. But, yeah, yeah, I don't even have where I work on my Facebook. Hell no. Because you Mm-mm. already know. They gonna Mm-mm. find you, bruh. Mm-mm. I got, I got, I got, I think the place on there is somewhere I worked like 12 years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> Keep it that way. That's very you know smart. I mean? That's very smart. Yeah, nah, nah. Nah, don't take no chances with that. These people can't be trusted. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> so that's number two. Uh, we'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Right. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you, as a listener or watcher of this podcast, need to 
absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, the book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher of this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show. All right, folks, we back. Super duty, tough work. Y'all know what it is. We talking about, you know, why rappers don't talk about their jobs. As we said at the top, this week's episode is sponsored by DJ Criminal and his new album, Smuggler's Candle, which will be out Tuesday, October 11th. You can get your copies at smugglerscandle.com. Album features uh, uh, Kill, Afro, Carnage, myself, Illogic, Slug of Atmosphere, Barfly. I did two music videos. Illogic's on the record. I'm featured on it. Dope beats, dope rhymes. Check out the record. It's a trip hop instrumental record with some vocal features on it. You know, DJing, cutting, scratching. You know, a lot of, uh, you know, dope samples, uh, uh, Middle Eastern flavored on some yeah, of it. You know what much. I'm saying? Um, but yeah. Uh, ships October 11th, you know, support DJ criminal, you know, who's a friend of the show and uh, former guest of the show. And you can yeah. pick your copy up at smugglerscandle.com. Yes, sir. So back to this topic of why rappers don't talk about their day jobs. We got two down. We got like FOMO to go. Mm -hmm. Reason number three, why rappers don't talk about their day jobs is because they don't want people counting their pockets. This is very true. A funny thing happens when you tell people where you work. Mm -hmm. They start trying to really assess how long he been there, mm -hmm. what kind of work he do. <laughs> right. They start doing math in their head. Mm -hmm. How many hours he be working a week. Mm hmm. Hmm. And then they ultimately trying to figure out how much bread you got, yeah. how much money you make. And this kind of goes back to the number one thing. Like if, if they know, if you say you work at McDonald's, mm -hmm. they're going to be thinking, <laughs> should you be rapping about that shit? You be <laughs> should you be rapping? Period. <laughs> right. But rap down. At right. least be the manager of that motherfucker. <laughs> then right. rap. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, if you're a manager at McDonald's, you can legit rap about being a boss. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not yeah. if you just on the fries. It's no. <laughs> it's too soon. Yeah, man. Yeah, I say this as a motherfucker who worked at McDonald's from age 16 to 18. Look, I, I've been in the trenches at McDonald's. <laughs> If it's one fucking fast food restaurant, I know. That's it. We used to, me and my cousin used to be up making biscuits at 5.30 in the morning at age mm. 16. <laughs> Dusty to the motherfucker. Look like cloud of smoke. Just <laughs> look like motherfuckers threw a whole fucking can of flour on our fucking faces <laughs> back there. When they used to make the biscuits. Mm. Instead of having them shipped in. When, right, you know. right. But yeah. Look. Certain jobs, man. You gotta just... People gonna... <laughs> People are gonna be counting your shit. Yeah, and they're gonna look at you differently. Now, if you're making a lot of money. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. That's why he only put out Al Mary six years. You oh, know what I'm saying? Good. <laughs> he good over there. He don't even need rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or no, no wonder he suck at rap. He making all that money over there. He don't really want it. You know what right, I mean? Like right. People start really looking at it like oh, he already eating. That's why he don't care. <laughs> He just do that for fun. He just this is this is side hustle. This is hobby. Yeah. And yeah. then and they might make a make an assessment of you like just think if people say you got a job and they perceive you as making way more money than them or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being an artist who needs support. Right. It's two different dynamics, right? You got you got the person with a job who's an artist and then you got the the artist who doesn't who art is their job. Mm-hmm. How does the person of the potential fan or supporter perceived that. Right. And they're, yeah. and how's that impact their duty to their feeling of having a duty to support? They might look at you and be like, dog, you good. You do real estate. Right. Right. You're doing it well too. You, you posted eating. all your houses. You eating, you eating. I see your car. Right. Right. I, I see you talking about that deal you did last week. Come on, bro. Yeah. You don't need me to pre-order your album. That's day job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah it's different i mean you know this is one of the reasons why a lot of people listen to streaming now because it's so much it's a lot less money you know to support you know yeah cats will not buy physicals because they're like oh if they know Mm. nah, you good i just stream it on spotify i watched the video on youtube a couple times you know they gotta want it want it yeah to, yeah. to buy a physical those are your true fucking fans because mm-hmm. yeah in this era people don't have to do it and like there's such a um an art that goes into being an artist and having people support you mm-hmm. because there are so many people who have tens of thousands of followers who, who people just watch them they're just right. followers they're not really fans or supporters and the people who are able to flip that switch create art that uh people feel the need to support this is so dope i need to support this man so he can keep doing what he's doing right you can kind of turn that switch off when you start talking about making too much money on your fucking job yeah it's true and too much is only relative right yeah might might not be too much to you Right, might be too much to somebody that got to spend twenty, thirty dollars on some vinyl. You Hello, know? <laughs> yeah. it's all relative, you know. It ain't no such thing as too much money to me. Mm-hmm. Probably not to you neither. But some of them be like, "Yo, you making too much money? I ain't buying shit." <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know? gotta make them want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that fear, that concern, keeps a lot of artists quiet about their jobs, whether they're not making 
that much, whether it's McDonald's or whether it's like, you know what I'm saying? Something yeah. bigger. You know what I mean? Um, that's number three. Okay. Number four reason. Rappers don't talk about their day jobs. And this is the realest story I ever told. This is the realest, coldest one. Number four reason is because they don't want to feel like failed artists. Yes. They don't want people to look at them that way. Yeah. Cause I, I went through I went through that kind of feeling before. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Having doing going from full time yeah. to having to go back to work to having, you know, like, yeah, man. It's it's it can be rough. You can know, be it rough. can be rough. It can it's especially a- if the people that you work with know that you rap. Oh. Yeah. They like, what you doing here? Mm-hmm. hmm I mean, if you was that dope, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be here with us. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know they be thinking that shit. Like, yeah, he rap, but I mean the shit, man. If I was, look, if I had your talent, I wouldn't be here with these fools. You know they gonna hit you with that. Yeah, why are you here with us, dog? <laughs> like, yo, leave me alone. Yeah, nobody want to have that conversation. Nobody no. want not at work. No, no, man. No, it's it's a very real thing. I mean, shit. Even just last year. Making a decision for me to to get to be a to go from being a full time artist of twenty years to getting a job, mm-hmm. uh, just due to everything going on as coach, like that was a lot of tough conversations in my head. Like, damn, did you mm-hmm. fail? Are you a failure? Right. Despite right. The, having twenty fucking years, right, 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 and, and right. I'm still sitting there thinking I'm a fucking failure because I can't make it work. And despite COVID, where literally no artists were making that shit work. This is facts. I'm still just beating myself up like, damn, fool, you failed. Yeah. Do they ever think you failed? Did you fail? Like, but then I was like, yo, I ain't even put out no record. How can I fucking fail? I've been just chilling. Like, right. What the fuck? How can you fail if you didn't even do the shit that you could fail at? Yeah, see, I had to have that conversation with myself a lot earlier than you did. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot earlier. Then it's like, okay. You know, then I just accepted where I was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I accept where I was. I um I enjoyed the time that I was out there doing it full time. But yeah. that's not realistic. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like I'm realistic, yeah. but I still love it and I'ma still do it. Yes. You know, but yeah. it takes some time to get there. It's real hard conversation. It's a couple years worth of, you know, ups oh, yeah. and downs with that shit. Yeah, that's why I said when I said uh, a few years, I was like, yo, this shit last year was like a long ass breakup. That's what the mm-hmm. conversations feel like. Yeah. It's like them long, ugly conversations you got to have before you break up with somebody you really fucking love. Yep. And it just ain't working. Mm-hmm. Because you start having these conversations, you, you people are going to look at you like you fucking failed. I mean, people look at you like a failure mm-hmm. simply if you ain't even on a label you used to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know. They dropped yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You dropped. Damn. Yeah. You left. That's why. Yeah, that's why it's good to cultivate your fan base. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's good to really connect with your fan base because them fair, fair weather people, man, in there. Dog, I did a birds. tour 2014 when I did that Respect the Architect tour and that record wasn't on Rhyme Stairs. Mm-hmm. I remember a conversation, motherfucker took me to the side, like, man, is everything okay? Wow. Like, he was like concerned for my well being. Like, I was out here panhandling because the record didn't have Rhyme Stairs on it. He was like, <laughs> He legit took me to the side, like, Brent, man, I just wanted to, I know this rhyme stairs ain't on the 
back of this record. You okay? Everything all right? Mm. <laughs> like, everything's great, man. What the fuck? I'm making more money than ever, man. He right. was like, what? I was like, yo, I ain't got a divide with nobody. Like, this, yeah. is, this is going very well for me right now. I, I can't believe it. This is, yay, look, trust me. Yeah. I just got to recoup my own money. That's it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, there's, you know, there's certain things you don't get being on a bigger situation. Yeah. But like, you're not a failure because you went for self. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's up to you to define what failing, failing is. It's just unfortunate that like when it comes to rap, like the, the perception of the lifestyle that a rapper should live. Mm. It's so much higher than any other genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A jazz guy tell you he got a job. Ain't nobody tripping, calling him no fucking failure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a rock dude, play drums. Ain't nobody talking to that kid about, you know, he a fucking failure. You know what I mean? Because he got to work. But in rap, it's because we got this this materialism kind of embedded in it. Mm -hmm. This aspiration yeah. for more embedded in it. It's, it's, it's artists always talking about trying to, to do better for themselves, to get better, to do higher, to make more money. And that's what it is at the highest levels. It's, it's like embedded in the fucking music. You can't take that element out. Even in mm -hmm. indie rap, there's a lot of indie rappers now and they brag about how much money they got. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when that is going on with the artists, the fans are subconsciously listening to that, making their own assessments. And when you get that job, you know, there's going to be some people that's like, oh, you got a job now. Guess that last record wasn't that tight. <laughs> she wasn't popping. Yeah. I knew you shouldn't have made it. Why didn't you just make the shit like your first shit? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Again. See, that's what happened when you don't make your first shit again. That's just, you got to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> they got all the answers for you. See, this yeah. one, see, I told you. You yeah, know. you don't want you don't want to have to deal with those conversations. No. You might punch somebody. You might end up punching somebody in the face. Yeah, yeah, that shit how you heat it. That shit how you real tight. Yeah, you tight. They be tight. They be saying she be sitting there like <laughs> tight, especially if you dealing it with it yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't need no random person coming to tell me I'm a failure if I'm feeling like one at the moment. Nah. Yeah, yeah, because you already be having that conversation with yourself. Right, it's like right. it's like they. They are oblivious to the fact that you see everything first. Right. <laughs> hey. I saw this coming. Yeah. I saw this coming. Yeah. Getting hey. a job is not a short process. You no, know what this, I mean? This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it intimately. I, I knew this was going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They come at you like you don't be knowing your own shit is going on. Like, I look for it. I don't know if you know, but uh, <laughs> you look crazy out here. <laughs> You losing right now, Chief. Like mm. they saying what? <laughs> oh hell no, nah. you be mad as shit. But yeah, that's why guys don't talk about having a job, man. Is is you know that's a fucked up one, but that's the realest one. And yeah. so uh, that's number four. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Break. Quick announcement: Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist 
and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. All right. Super duty, tough work. Super duty, tough work. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth, Blueprint and Logic. We are back talking about why rappers don't talk about their day jobs. You know, this this episode was inspired by Sadat X actually talking about his day job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I hope people who saw that post just saw how like positive the energy was that he got, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish people could see that, because if you see like the, the positive response he got, you would kind of see like, yo, we don't need to be tripping too much on this shit. Yeah. yeah it's not a big deal to get a job, man. Some, I mean, nah. even if you still put out records, it's, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it, it's great. Yeah. I mean, get with up. the Internet now. Come on now, man. Put out shit whenever you want. Right. Look, man, it takes the pressure off mm-hmm. as a person who has done music for 20 years straight. The biggest difference I feel right now versus the last 20 years is pressure. Right. The feeling of pressure I had to go out and kill something just so I could eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different. And I would be lying if I said that that didn't create maybe something that I don't like being in the art, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, because it makes you look at it a certain way, you know, when it starts affecting your life and your livelihood, when it is your life and your livelihood yeah. and it's not going right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a very difficult thing to deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And so things I could say, like the most refreshing thing about the last fucking nine months Eight months having a job is like no pressure. Yeah. You're not I'm, dependent on the art nah. to survive. You know what I mean? It's different. You look different. at it different. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. And it's not like I never had I mean shit, the all the music that created the foundation of my career, which allowed me to become a full time artist, that was all done when I had a job. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like I, I I had a job during my first three, four years of putting out music. And so, uh, you know, it's not like I've never done this shit before, but yeah, it's different, man. So yeah, we got two more little joints to get to knock out, you know, finish this episode of why rappers don't talk about their day jobs. And number five is something we talked about before. We'll just get into a little more here is that people, rappers perceive and believe that people will not support them anymore. Mm -hmm. There's like a trajectory you're on as an artist. It's like, when you first start rapping, everybody knows and assumes you have a job. Mm-hmm. They know that the art is your dream and that your goal is ultimately to turn that into your job. So what happens is like they they feel a, a bigger urge to support you. Like those who were there from your beginning, like, yo, man, I remember when this dude was like, you know, he was working at fucking FedEx 
dropping mm-hmm. the right. coldest mixtapes, man. Right. Now he just got his own studio and he moved. He's out in LA. He's just doing it, man. It's crazy, man. He just he does his thing. He, he took off and, and you know, and they were a part of that. You getting a job don't really fit into that hero's journey kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And to some people, they think like, well, shit, why should I support if he got a job? You know what I mean? Uh, and even if they don't think that, rappers think they think that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because you don't know. You know, because of the because of what we have as what we perceive rappers are supposed to live like and, and do mm-hmm. when we first get into this, what we all aspire for. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though, you know, Tribe didn't make, um, you know flashy music but they make the great music yes we wanted to be them we knew they were making money you know what i'm saying we wanted to get to that point where we can make some money off of this stuff yeah yeah and there's so many lines you know what always makes me think about like you know the kanye line like what the fuck you think i rap for to drive a fucking rav for right you Mm know (laughs) (laughs) that's real though that's real. It is. It's the realest fucking line. Like, what the fuck you think? You think I'm doing this? I'm going through all this shit so I can drive that? Nah. That's what he's saying. And but it creates this perception, like we're saying, like you, you. So now a rapper, no, we can't drive that car because of that line. Like the line mm-hmm. is too iconic for <laughs> for you or I to drive a Ram Ford now. <laughs> Can't say that we rap if we do. You know what I mean? Can't tell nobody. <laughs> it look like we don't take this shit seriously if we drive in a fucking rap. We're like, we look like failures. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's deep. It's deep. And the perception that people won't support. Now, now what I, I would like to, to, to put out the counterpoint to that is I think the reason we think people won't support us is because we don't share enough. Mm-hmm. The culture does not share the stories of the people who still put out dope shit and just choose to not pursue it at whatever professional level, you know what I'm saying? Full time level anymore. And there are a lot of those people, you know what I mean? There are a whole lot. Yeah. It's like everybody, like it's like the NBA, like if the, the, the guys who make it in the NBA, what you got 30 something, 30 teams and you got fucking 12 people on a team. That's not, it's that not a lot. It's not. It's like less than 500 motherfuckers are in the NBA. Yeah. That's how many fucking dudes play high school basketball. Facts. Millions. And there's levels to the NBA. Yeah. And like you know? and 1% of the, of the, you know what I'm saying? 400 players is mm-hmm. a superstar. Yeah. The 12th guy, we, don't, we can't even name players 8 through 12 on no NBA team. Yeah, some cats making a hundred thousand a year playing basketball, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Like they ain't making millions, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But like them rookie contracts ain't, you know? And they still play. Yeah, they still play. They still play. It's like, yo, man, it still matters. And that's what we have to remember. It's like, yo, whether you created your art full time or recreated it with a job, the art is what matters. It's not how you made it or the the you know what I'm saying? Your situation when you made it. Are you making fire music? Right. That's all that matters, man. You know, so don't don't beat yourself too much over the fact that like, oh, people might not support me if I got a job. Nah, make the dopest shit you can make. Yeah. Motherfuckers and, will support. And tell your story. You know, people yes. connect with artists when they tell their story. Let them know 
Yeah. You know, like you don't got to be specific and tell them where you work, but yeah, you know, we're working FedEx because right on High yeah. Street, <laughs> corner of Lane. <laughs> Come see me, fool. You know what I mean? I work eight to three in the county center. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But saying you got a job. His name is Tom Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Call Tom and ask him about me, fool. I'm a great worker. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Nah, don't do none of that. <laughs> don't do none of that. But saying you have a job in general is not necessarily a bad thing because it lets people know. You know, it make, makes people connect with you because you're more. It makes you more human. You know, yeah. and you don't yeah. have to be superhuman. You know. Yes, I agree. I agree. So that's number five. Okay, one more joint and we out of here. Reason number six why rappers don't talk about the day jobs is because they know. Or feel that having a job isn't as special as being an artist. Because it's not. Because <laughs> it's not. Like, let's be real about it's it. Not, like, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's like playing in the NBA and then, you know, playing pickup basketball because you got hurt. Like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's, a, it's way different. And the world, the world works that way. Look, we don't make the rules, man. Mm. We don't make the rules that that say that like you know um, fucking artists or, or, or rock stars are treated differently than garbage men. Mm-hmm. I don't make that rule. Right. I don't make the rule to say that that models, you know, what I'm saying who want to cover these magazines is treated better than fat chicks. I don't make mm-hmm. the rules. Mm-hmm. The world makes these fucking rules. I don't make the rules to say that yo. Being a fucking rapper is more special than working at fucking Kinko's. This is just what it, the fuck it is. The people make yeah. these fucking rules. The society looks like that. And whether we like it or not, we know what it is. Mm-hmm. And subconsciously, if you start talking about that day job, you're not quite as special. Because people perceive that anybody can get that day job. Mm-hmm. But it takes a special talent to do what you do artistically. And so you have this thing. You're like, I don't want to talk about that because it makes me less special. Right. And uh, it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here to say like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you, your life ain't worth shit because you ain't this. You ain't nah, I ain't here to say that. I'm just saying the way society works. People who are in certain fields, uh, especially if those fields require a certain level of skill or entry level mm-hmm. thing or have higher levels of uh, public, you know, notoriety to them. They're perceived as more special by society. Yeah. And many people who became artists, they became artists because they didn't want to blend in no more. They didn't want to just be everybody. They wanted to Mm -hmm. be special. So they sat down and practiced piano for fucking 12 hours a day. Right. For 10 years. You know, they played tennis for fucking 12 hours a day for 10 years. You know, they fucking shot free throws and three pointers from fucking 50 feet away. You know what I'm saying? So by the time they got to be 17, 18, they had a chance to not be like everybody else. Yeah. They did what everybody else wasn't willing to do. And that's just what it is. And we don't got to like it, but we got to respect it and, mm-hmm. and accept it. And uh, that's it for this week, man. Yeah. So, you know, if you're ever wondering why rappers don't talk about their day jobs. I hope that this episode has been an entertaining, you know, <laughs> trip down that that <laughs> down that lane. 
and you got some out of it from two fucking rappers who can tell you why they do or don't talk about that shit <laughs> with day jobs. Yes, with day jobs. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, like I'd have been on all sides of this shit. We'd have been on yeah, all yeah. sides, you know. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's no, it's no sugarcoating over here. And to those of you who got jobs, yo, I, this shit is real. Never be uh, ashamed to admit you feel anything on this list. Yeah, for real, because it's real. All of it's real. Yep, it's all real. And uh, some people who have never been in that position will never fucking know. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you choose to talk about it, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. I respect yeah. everybody's decision. But never feel guilty about your decision to talk about it or not talk about it, right? Facts. And so uh, that's it for this week. Once again, we want to thank this week's episode sponsor, uh, DJ Criminal, Smuggler's Candle, out Tuesday, October 11th. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh?